So does your career energize you with life or does it drain you? Recent Gallup polls show that a whopping 70% of us feel disengaged in the workplace. There's just gotta be a better way. Welcome to our authentic careers where it is my job to uncover the ideas and strategies that can help you become better aligned with your career. I'm your host, Gert Sabar, and I interview people like you and me about the twists and turns in their career paths so that we can all achieve greater clarity, meaning, and fulfillment in ours. So ever wonder how much say we actually have in the unfolding of our careers? I asked because this week's guest, Dr. Victoria Gross, felt such a strong impulse early on in life to become a doctor that she described it to me as feeling like a silver bullet shot into the world to do what she's doing today. And at the same time, despite such a pristine level of clarity, Vicky was also very forthcoming in our conversation about some lingering what-ifs, questioning whether she might have missed out on some life experiences along the way. I don't know about you, but as someone who's never had anywhere near her level of clarity, I certainly appreciated her candor because Lord knows the grass has in fact appeared so frequently greener to me on the other side. What also struck me about Vicky was the certitude she had about the role that money would play in her life. Put simply, she never ever wanted to feel susceptible on the financial front, especially in her relationships and was so firmly driven to ensure that her career would supply her with the resources she needed. Really, really powerful stuff. So without further ado, and again, with a tremendous amount of gratitude for her openness and willingness to share, I give you Dr. Victoria Gross. Thank you, first of all, for taking the time. Yes, of course. All right, so question number one for you. Do you ever think about the concept of purpose or mission or what it is I'm doing here on this planet? So, yeah, I think about it a lot. I think that that's one of the, I feel like that's something that you contemplate a lot or I contemplated a lot maybe in, you know, high school, college where you're kind of discovering yourself becoming your own person a little bit, growing and, you know, have responsibility maybe just to yourself. And I think that it's a time of your life where you really um, explore who you are. You have, like, a lot of deep thoughts. You know, you make really close friendships. Um, And then you kind of go through this point where you're just kind of headed almost like a bulldozer, like, towards your goal. You know, just like, I'm going to just put my head down and, like, do what I need to do to, like, get from A to B, you know. And so I feel like I've spent a lot of time um, it, through probably medical school residency, just like kind of putting my head down and like getting the job done and not really having that time to contemplate like purpose, what am I doing, is there greater meaning, you know, that kind of thing. And then, you know, having children, I think also that kind of, I had a, a lot of time where I wasn't really thinking um, about that. I think I had like come up with this purpose a long time ago and now it's just kind of taking the steps to like go through that goal without rethinking and without maybe like readdressing those kind of I think really important you know life questions because life in, it gets in the way in a way you know when you're kind of chasing these goals you almost at least for me I felt like I kind of didn't have that time or ability to to think about them anymore I was just trying to like kind of get them done yeah. um 
but now I'm like hitting a point where I, you know, I've been through a lot. I mean, kind of more established in my career and having had gone through like, you know, having breast cancer and like kind of being the patient and seeing things a little bit from the other side and right. just maybe the, you know, deepening of life and like, you know, kind of acknowledging my own mortality in a way, it starts, it kind of, you know, makes me revisit those questions about, you know, well, yeah, what is my purpose? Like, why am I doing this? Like, what, you know, is there a greater meaning? What am I supposed to be doing my, with my life? You know, is this enough? Um, and I think that, like, you know, um, I do a lot of yoga and meditation, and I, I try really hard to look inward. And I think that when I think about purpose, I think about really living every moment to its fullest. And, like, to me, it really means, like, this idea of being present, you know? So any job, I think, is important in this world. Like, we, the world needs all of us to make right. the world go around, you know? And so I think that, like, no job in, in my thinking these days is more important than another, but what really is important is to be completely present in whatever job that you're doing, to work hard, to... Um, like for me, you know, I'm a doctor, I'm a dermatologist, I take care of people and their skin. Um, you know, sometimes I'm finding early skin cancers and saving lives, you know, it's not so dramatic when it happens, but it, but it is that. Um, and sometimes it's just about giving someone comfort. And a lot of my job, actually, I've, I've decided is like just relieving suffering, which I think is actually a beautiful thing to do with my life. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, when I think about my purpose, I think my purpose is to be here, be now, like to do a good job at whatever it is that I'm doing, um, yeah. and to, you know, try my best. Yeah. And Vicki, when, when would you say that you've made that realization that that mm. is, that that is your purpose? Um, I think that, you know, probably in the last few years because I think that for me it was a matter of like I'd hit a point where I kind of always knew where I was going next you know I kind of knew that I wanted to be um I don't know to get into college I knew I wanted to be a doctor so I was pre-med I knew that I wanted to be a dermatologist so I did like all the things I needed to do to make that happen and then once I was finishing my dermatology residency I I hit this point where I was like oh my gosh I don't know I don't even know what I want to do next I don't know what the next step is and one of my good friends said to me like I think that maybe your job finds you in a way like you're you know your specialty you're the thing that you're good at and um Anyway, so I kind of just kept doing what I was doing, like kind of what came natural. I do a lot of skin cancer checks, and that's for some reason that's my major interest in dermatology. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of let my career find itself, but like in terms of like really thinking about it and saying like, you know, is, does this have meaning? Does it have purpose? I really feel like that has been in the last few years, and I've been doing, doing dermatology for about fifteen years now, including my yeah. residency. So, yeah. So it was more recent, actually. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I feel like such, that's such a great. Um, it seems like such a great conclusion that everybody's job has um, meaning, and that what it is you're doing, you know, whatever it is you're doing, it, that de facto you're living your purpose. Yeah, as long as you're doing it, you know, with presence and with caring about what you're doing, you know, and doing a good job of whatever it is. But the fact that, like, you're there and you're, you know, committed to it and you're, you're focused on it and you, you want to do it well, you know. Yeah. When did you first realize that you wanted to be a dermatologist? 
Um, I think it was during medical school, probably in my second year. Um, when I, when I, well, my father's a doctor, so from like the age of probably four, I thought that I wanted to be a doctor. I always loved helping people, and I loved science, yeah. and I just thought that I kind of naturally had a certain skill set that would make me a good doctor. Um, and I, I was good with my hands, and so, um, and I, I do art, and so I thought like maybe I'd be a plastic surgeon. Um, I used to volunteer in high school in um, in a children's hospital, and I thought that I would want to help people um, who are in accidents to like reconstruct their faces, or maybe do reconstructive surgery on people um, who are born with facial malformations or things like that. And yeah. so, I think that was my initial idea, like maybe plastic surgery. Um, by the time I had got into medical school, I was thinking oncology because I had two grandmothers who had had cancer and they were very close to me and I didn't want to see them suffer and I wanted to try to like help other people through that. Um, but as a medical student, I, you know, I realized a lot of oncology was giving out medications that a lot of my patients would um, suffer and would would die and that I didn't think that I had like the heart to um, to go through that with like person after person after person. Like I, it just, I, I didn't think that I could do it. Right. Um, but when we, as a second year medical student, um, you're kind of done with the basic science, which is mostly first year. And then second year, you're still in the classroom, but you're hearing lectures from different specialties and it becomes very clinical. And so we had maybe about two weeks of a dermatology lecture series. And I remember sitting in the front row, like being really excited. And I just wanted to like know all the diagnoses. Like I, I loved looking at the pictures. They were showing the slides. Um, and I wanted to know what everything was. Uh, and to me, that was very interesting. I, I'm kind of a concrete thinker. I like to be able to see it. <laughs> yeah. And I remember doing um, like an internal medicine rotation and this like internal medicine doctor was like feeling this person's abdomen and they were like, do you feel the liver? And I was like, no, I don't feel the liver. And they were like, now do you feel the liver? And I was like, no, I don't feel the liver. And they were like, do you feel this liver? Like, no, I don't feel the liver. I was kind of like, this is the emperor's new clothes, right? Like, you don't feel the liver because I don't feel the liver. Right. <laughs> so I, I like the fact that in dermatology, it was like, you see, do you see the skin lesion? Yeah. It's right. there. It's very I visible. It. Right. It's visible. Right. Yeah. We're not pretending anymore. <laughs> and so I think that um, some of it is like a little bit of concrete thinking, but also the idea that I'm really visual, and so I like to use my eyes, um, and I also like to use my hands. And so um, I think that dermatology for me, you know, really had that combination of um, it, all of my kind of skills and talents and interests um, kind of all came together in, in dermatology and it made it very, very exciting for me. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And so you knew at a really early age that you wanted to be a doctor. Your dad was a doctor. Um, what did your mom do? My mom was um, a stay-at-home mom when we were growing up, and she um, she decided to go back to school, I guess, when I was um, in high school. She was, like, thinking about maybe being a nurse, and, and then she, like, did some science classes, and I, she was a pharmaceutical rep for a while, yeah. <laughs> and then she went back and got her master's in elementary education, and she became um, a teacher, and she had, like, other, you know, different kind of meandering career paths and just trying out different things. I think she was um, 19 when she and my dad got married, and wow. it was a different kind of age, and she was brought up to, like, just, you know, get married and be somebody's wife. And yeah. so, 
I think that she grew up a lot in that marriage and had to, like, discover herself and figure out, you know, what she wanted to do with life and, um, you know, I guess find her own sense of, of purpose. And so she, you know, tried out a whole bunch of different things. Um, but but for the most part, um, she was a stay-at-home mom and, and my dad worked and, you know, a little, kind of a fairly traditional family growing up. Yep. And what is it for those of us who didn't have such clarity so early on about our our career? What is, what is that like? What is that like to have an idea that I want to be a doctor and it was just so clear that you were you were going to move down that path? I mean, in a way, I kind of felt like I describe it as feeling like a bullet. Like you just yeah. feel like you were like, you know, come on into this earth on a trajectory. And, like, I really had a very, very clear um, objective and a goal, and I kind of figured out how to achieve that, and I was just going to, like, you know, make it happen. Um, and I didn't, I didn't even think about really doing anything else yeah. that much, you know, um, which at the time just was how it was like I you know I didn't think about it as like good or bad you know now looking back at it when I think about like my children um I would I would I would have liked for myself to have at least contemplated doing other things yeah yeah (laughs) um because I think that in a way by not even opening up that question to myself um I didn't allow myself to to, to know, like, is this really right? Am I meant to be doing this? You know, um, yeah. I, I never had that conversation with myself. Um, so I think that, like, you know, in some ways there's a little bit of regret, like, having gone after these things, like, so, uh, so strongly, you know, yeah. um, without, like, just kind of living life. Like, I, I regret not taking a, you know, semester abroad and, like, just meandering around Europe or, you know, I just, I kind of regret like not giving myself the freedom to, you know, even think outside of like the box or, or, you know, outside of my own, um, direction. But, um, but then again, you know, now also having said that, I also do think that like my, um, the, my talents, you know, and my interests, like they all, point to what I'm doing and I love my job I mean I'm so fulfilled by it and so you know it's it's hard to say you know was it wrong like I you know it's hard to imagine that this was the wrong path to take when I find it so amazing and so fulfilling and like I'm so grateful to be doing what I'm doing and to like it so much yeah that's amazing I'm going to dig in a little bit further here but you use the term it felt like a bullet yeah. Right. And shot into this shot into this world to do this. Did you ever have any thoughts of doing other things at all? Like what like you said you were good with with your hands and art and painting. Like did that was that ever a in the consideration set? Yeah, actually it's funny that you say Yeah, when I was younger I thought like, Oh, do I want to be an artist? Um because I love art so much. Um but I think that I, I, I'm very sensitive, <laughs> yeah. which is funny, you know, because as a doctor, obviously, I care so much about what I'm doing. But I think all that critiquing and, like, all of the, um, you know, in, in the art world, it's so competitive that I didn't think that I wanted that. And it's interesting because 
even as a medical student, you know, dermatology at, at the time when I was looking to become a dermatologist was one of the most competitive fields to get into. And that made me question whether I even wanted to do it because I don't necessarily like to compete. Like, I like to compete with myself, and I like to, you know, set these goals for myself and achieve them, but I don't like to be competitive with others, and I'm much more of a, you know, we can all raise each other up and, like, you know, right. be strong together kind of person. And so I didn't like the idea of having to be, like, better, stronger, smarter. You know, like, I just didn't like that that aspect to it. And it almost, it was kind of a little bit discouraging. It almost made me, you know, not want to do it. It made me think about doing other specialties. But ultimately, I just loved dermatology so much that I decided it was just worth it and I was going to just go for it. Yeah. And what... Uh, impact would you say that your parents had on you throughout the years and on your career and your decision-making process? Um, well, I think being a, I'm the first child. I have two younger brothers, and I think that um, you know I was pretty much a goody-goody <laughs> for uh -huh. most of my life, and I wanted to like please them and you know everybody else really, and so I think that when I said, oh, yeah, I want to be a doctor, I think that they were really happy about that, and I think that that definitely influenced me because I, you know, realized, okay, well, I said I want to do this, and they think that's a respectable job, and <laughs> okay. they never really told me, like, you have to be this, that, or anything else. Like, they, they really didn't, but I'm sure that, you know, when you announce something like that and your parents see you're kind of following in these footsteps, you know, I'm sure that was exciting for them, and they wanted to see me, you know, achieve in that way. Yeah. And then any other any other impact you think they had just um were they were they somebody that you turned to for advice on your career or any ob observations of their careers that you sort of took in along the way? Well, I mean, um I you know, I think I saw my dad being a doctor and I it's funny because I didn't really know what I was getting into. I didn't know how hard it was going to be and what medical school would entail and, like, the level of commitment and work and, like, kind of um, the emotional toll it would take on me. It, it yeah. was just so much of a commitment and such hard work in terms of, like, you know, long hours and, and watching, like, human suffering and seeing things that, like, maybe, you know, people shouldn't see, like, you know, in the hospital, watching people dying and, right. you know... Uh, end of life stuff. It's just, you know, very, very um, <laughs> powerful. Um, so, yeah, my point with that was that I kind of dove in head first and that um, I, I really told myself, like, about my dad, like, well, if he could do it, I could do it. <laughs> and I didn't think of it beyond that. I really didn't. I just, like, had my eye on the prize. Like, I didn't think about how I was going to get from, like, A to B. I just knew that I wanted to, like, you know, be a doctor, and yeah. I was just going to do whatever it took to do that. But I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. <laughs> and yeah, no, that's great. That's fantastic. And what, what, um, and when you thinking back to that kind of earliest moment of telling yourself, "I want to be a doctor," what do you think being a doctor, that idea of being a doctor, meant to you at that time? That was so strong that it pushed you forward this way. I think it was a very old school kind of thought of like just being a healer, like sitting at someone's bedside who was like sick and being there and like bringing them medicine and trying to like make them feel better. I mean, I think it was some, some of that yeah. definitely. And then also some of like unlocking the world's secrets or the secrets of the universe, like, you know, 
why do people die? How do we, why do we even live? Why do we yep. die? Why does this happen? You know, it was some just like basic desire to like understand the meaning of life um, a little bit further, but through that perspective of being a doctor and maybe like holding a little bit of the, of the secrets of the world in that way, like wanting to have this secrets of, of that kind of an understanding yeah and and now today given where you are today looking back on that uh, on that idea do you feel like you've gotten to that yeah I mean I, I think that I have I think I've been like kind of a spiritual you know searcher I think I have answers at least that you know when my kids ask me questions that I have like some sort of you know answers for them I mean not concrete you know obviously I haven't figured out anything that like, <laughs> anyone else has yeah, yeah. <laughs> not figured out like before me. I don't really you know know all the secrets of the universe, but um, I think that to me, I have some sort of a, a basic understanding through my like studies and reading and interests and interacting with like so many people over so many years. Um, I, like my, when my children talk to me about death, I, I remember being really scared about dying when I was little. And, you know, and I remember thinking, like, I have to figure this out before I have children. And I need to think of, a, like, something to explain this to my children so that they won't be scared when yeah. they ask me, when they realize that they're going to die one day. And um, what I've come to conclusion, and it's, like, very, very simple, but what I tell them and what I tell myself is that, you know, um, that when we die, our body goes back to the earth and that our soul goes back to God. And, you know, by God, yeah. I, I'm not really sure what I mean, like something concrete, something vague, you know, yep. the universe in its entirety, I don't know, but I, I think that we have, like, you know, this, these souls and this interconnectedness and this greater importance in the, in the universe, um, something more than just, um, you know, a body that goes to the ground and disintegrates. Like, I do think that there is so much more. And so yeah. so that's how I, like, explain it to my children. And I think that that's one of the questions in life that I kind of always wanted answers to. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's a, that's a beautiful way to say it. Thanks. I'm going to jump around here for a second. On, on a um, scale of 0 to 10, where 0 is a total non-issue, and 10 is a big, dark, gloomy shadow. How large a shadow would you say that financial considerations have had over your career path to date? Um, well, I think that I wanted to be financially independent. I mean, I grew up and I, I realized pretty early on that like the person who makes the money has a certain degree of power. Yep. And I wanted that power. And I didn't want anyone to ever be able to hold that over me. I wanted like freedom to, to come or go in a relationship. And I didn't want it to be because I had to stay because I didn't have like the money to to not be in that relationship. You know, I, I knew very early on that, that I needed to have that power and that the way to have that power was to have a job that would give me a certain amount of money. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that, that that was definitely a driving force for me um, growing up. It's been something that's been very important to me. I'd never, you know, when I dated other people, I was never looking for someone to take care of me. Like in my mind, I was always the one that I wanted to be able to take care of myself. And, you know, my partner, what they did, what they made, like that didn't matter to me, but what mattered, they could make more, they could make less. You know, that didn't really matter, but I knew that I needed to have enough so that I could be independent um, financially. Yeah. 
and if I may ask, where where do you think that um, that comes from? Um, I think it came from my family growing up. I mean, especially you know having a stay at home mom. I um, I think I saw that my dad had a lot of power in the household, and maybe I thought that some of that was a little bit. Um, unfair and saw my mom kind of have to put up with things that I felt like maybe I wouldn't want to or have to put up with when I got older, grew up. And so I just wanted to be in a position where I had choices. And connecting those two, did you specifically, um, was that a, do you think that was a factor in saying yes to being a doctor? I mean, was that was that kind of a direct correlation yeah. in your head? Yes? That might have been. I mean, definitely because I knew that that was a very stable job. Um, I knew that I would make, you know, enough money being a doctor to support myself and, you know, my children if I needed to and my family. Um, and, you know, again, like, like we were talking about earlier, one of the other things I was thinking about being was an artist. And although I think the main reason I didn't want to do it was like kind of this, emotional fragility (laughs) Um, but maybe part of it was also like you know a less secure um, yeah financial situation I mean you always talk about starving artists well I didn't want to be that right right thinking back Vicki on your uh, thinking back to family friends and colleagues throughout the years is there a particular piece of advice or counsel that people have come up to you for consistently? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, people talk to me very easily. People tell me, like, you know, kind of private secrets and, you know, deep emotional things. I think yep. that I've always been a person that people would, like, use as a sounding board to tell me things that maybe they wouldn't tell other people um, because I think I have a certain, um, well, I'm, I'm quiet, I'm kind of introverted, I, I'm a good listener, I'm caring, and I think that those things, you know, um, they show. And so I think it makes people feel comfortable telling me things that, that make them kind of vulnerable. And I think that they feel safe knowing that, you know, I'll, I'll do my best not to... <laughs> harm them with like what they've told me or you know right. use that in any way against them or try to just like you know not not judge them um so i think that when people talk with me i think that they have this certain you know openness or, or talk to me about things that maybe they couldn't talk to other people about and that happens you know inside and outside of the exam room um not specific advice per se but i, I think just more of like a sounding board. Like I feel like I've gotten to hear a lot of people's secrets, like just fascinating things about their lives, you know, right. um, different, like, you know, I had one patient who told me like this amazing dream she had, like where her brother had passed away and, um, there was a key or something that, that to some sort of, I don't know, it was like a safe or a lockbox or whatever. And he came to her in a dream <laughs> and like told her where this key was. And then she went and like found it. And you know, just things right. like that, like these really deep things where like maybe somebody else would think like, oh, you know, you're crazy. But like, I just have this openness. Like, I just want to know. I want to know everything I can find out about the world. And I want to just quietly like listen and observe and take that in. And so like, I, maybe she knew that I wouldn't judge her, that I wouldn't think she was crazy. Like I just was like, you know, had this just open curiosity to what she was telling me. Yeah. Um, 
And when did you first realize that about yourself? I mean, I, I was I was young. I feel like, um, you know, even as a teenager, I feel like my parents would kind of talk to me as an adult and, like, tell me, you know, when they had certain struggles in their marriage. Like, I remember my dad kind of talking to me about that. And I remember feeling like I was kind of an old soul or, you know, very mature for my age. Yep up until a certain point. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and so I think that at a pretty young age, I felt like people were, you know, open and, and telling me secrets or telling me things that they may not, you know, feel comfortable telling other people. Yeah, got it. Um, anything you would say has been a kind of a big career frustration? I think it's just managing my own expectations for myself. I think that's been the hardest thing because... Yeah. I think um, I think I just care so much about what I do and what people are asking me to do for them and how I take it on as like having this extreme importance and I want to do my best by them and I want to almost be like, you know, superhuman. Like I never want to miss a skin cancer and I never want to like get a diagnosis wrong and I never want to cause anyone harm and I never want any of my patients to die. You know, I'm just... and. I think that that has been very, very hard for me to deal with the fact that I am human right? and to like allow myself to be human um, and to tell myself, you know, it's okay. Like you just have to do your very best. As long as you do your best, that's all you can do because you have these limitations of like being human. Right. <laughs> and I want like that magic wand. Like I want to fix it. I want to, anything someone asks me, whether it like defies the laws of physics, like I want to be able to like do that for them. You know, right. I want to change the, the natural order of the universe to like make them happy or to please them. Like that's, to me, that's like so important. Um, and so I think it's been like this major internal struggle with, um, being able to explain that to people in a way so that they understand that I, I do care and that I do want to help and I want to like do everything they want of me, but that I have these limitations that I, you know, that I can only do what I can do. Right. And so, um, some of it is like being able to explain that to other people. And some of that is being able to like explain that to myself, like to just say, okay, like, you can't be superhuman. You can't get it right every single time. You can't save everybody, you, you know, you just, but that I'm still valuable, that I'm still adding to people's lives by doing what I do. So even if I make a mistake, even if I cause someone harm, even if I like have a bad day, even if I have not done my best, you know, or as good as I would want, have wanted to do, um, that I like get back on the horse, you know, that I go back to doing what I'm doing every day because I'm doing good. And because if I didn't do that, there would be all these people that I could have helped that I wouldn't be able to help, you know? Right. So it's, I struggle a lot with like not beating myself up to the point where I wouldn't want to do my job anymore. And I think I've gotten good at that. I think that I've, over the years, like become less hard on myself. Um, and relatedly, are there, are there any career decisions that you would today choose to undo or somehow redo? No, I, I mean, in the end, and at this point with this perspective, even though I think that, you know, it would have been good to, like, 
travel around Europe more and maybe be open to like doing something different or more out of the box. Like I, I think that um, I just have intense like satisfaction from my job. I'm extremely grateful to be able to do what I do every day. And, um, and I, I, yeah, I don't think I would have done it differently. I think it's, it's hard, but I think that it's just so rewarding Awesome. And a couple more questions here before we wrap up. On the flip side, is there something you would consider to be the highlight of your career? I think it's that, like, um, it's nothing with, like, major glory, honestly. I think the highlights for me are, like, those little moments in my exam room where, like, it's like this, you know, very private, secret world where I can connect with another human being. Yeah. Um, whether it's, like, sharing my own humanity with them. Like, you know, if I share um, something either medical or personal that um, can give them peace or give them happiness or, you know, where I really can connect with another human being. Like, those moments to me are precious where I feel like I have like almost laid myself open and um, kind of been vulnerable in order to make another person feel good or happy or, you know, safe or something. I I think that like those moments are highlights to me. They're very precious. When I, um, you know, when I was younger, I was like really, really kind of goal oriented. And I always thought like, oh, I want to be, you know, top doc, and I want, like, all these accolades, and I want people to tell me how amazing I am. And it's funny because um, I have, you know, in Richmond Magazine, it's a local magazine, yep. they have top docs in the last couple of years. I've gotten onto that list, which, you know, is obviously like a great honor, and I really appreciate it. But it's funny because that honor has come to me in a time in my life where I really think um, that that wasn't even what I was, kind of looking for anymore. It's not as important to me. And I, I kind of hit this point where I realized, like, you know, I was I was a great doctor before that. There are a lot of great doctors who don't make that list. Like, being on that list doesn't change my worth if I don't make it next year. Like, I'm still, you know, as great as I ever was. Um, and so, like, those things mean a lot less to me. And, like, those special, like, very beautiful moments of just, like, human interconnectedness I think is where I find the greatest satisfaction and you know kind of glory and where I'm most proud of myself that's awesome um, and so last question here Vicki um, knowing what you know today how would you advise your younger self I would tell myself to I wouldn't put so much pressure on myself I, I really think the most important things in life are um, are kind of happiness and, and, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe having a purpose, but like what I want for my children, I really want them to be happy and healthy. Like I want them to work hard. I want them to try hard because I think that gives you a lot of like self-satisfaction. I think it's good for your character. Like, you know, I don't want somebody, I don't think it's, I don't think it's good to be like happy and like lazy. (laughs) I just don't think that, (laughs) I don't think being lazy would make me happy, but I, I think that, um, I, I would, but I would tell, I put a lot of pressure on myself and I, I think that, I don't think that that was good. I think I would have told myself like things will work out, like you will be what you are meant to be, like you don't have to push, you don't have to try so hard, like whatever is meant to happen will happen 
And I, I would have liked to see myself put less pressure, not to work any less hard, but just not to feel like the weight of the world on my shoulders as much. Yep. And to like kind of have that understanding that, you know, it's okay. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to, you know, to fail. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Well, fantastic. That's um, a great way to... Uh close this uh, i really appreciate it vicky um a really really um forthcoming discussion about your uh, your path yeah of course really great thank you for tuning into this episode of our authentic careers with me your host gert sabar if you like what you just heard i hope you'll let your family friends and colleagues know all about this little podcast and since it's early days here at the OAC, your rating and especially your review of the show on iTunes would also be hugely helpful and very much appreciated. If you think you or someone you know would be a great guest, please, 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 please don't hesitate to reach out at ourauthenticcareers.com.